You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part one of two, entitled English Ask the Amish. And um, if you have a question, you've probably in the registration saw that we're accepting questions that you would like to ask him. If you have a piece of paper, we're not going to pass the microphone around. It's not going to be impromptu. But if you have a burning question and you want to write it on a piece of paper and give it to me, we will kind of screen it and see what it looks like. We do have questions already that have come in, which we'll start with. Um, But if you have a question that has not been answered so far in the last two days, and you would like to ask a former Amishman, or as you see them coming up and you have a particular question for a particular person, give that to me, okay? Write down a piece of paper and hand it to me. Uh, So, former ex-Amish, please come on up, all right? We're going to have a panel discussion. There he is. He's not bashful. Who else? Ephraim's not bashful. Ephraim... Can you just say a word about who you're witnessing to now? Um, three years ago, I was introduced to uh, Arabic people, Arabic-speaking people, and they're from Yemen, and they buy lambs and goats in New York City. And so I have the privilege of operating with them in their business. I buy the animals for them and take them to New York City to their shops, live markets. And so I get to you know, sit in their houses and eat dinner with them, and we're very good friends. And, of course, I told them, when I started uh, working for them, I told them that I have a friend that I want them to get to know, and his name is Jesus. And so we've had lots of discussions about who Jesus really is. So how's that for reaching your neighbors? Okay, again, if you have, if you have a question and you want to write it down, just run it up to me, and uh, we'll... Do we have some coming? All right. Thank you. Only one? You got one coming? Levi Yoder? Pardon? If you want to participate, you'll watch. Okay. Uh-oh. One more chair. Well, Hank, Hank, we need two more chairs. Get one chair. Okay. I don't get a chair. I get a stool. Yep, this is my stool. Okay. Okay, so we keep this... Keep this uh, fair and square, all right? Read, read down through those, all right? And you're going to shoot your hand up and, and say, I want to answer that one, okay? Just pick one that you would like to answer. I'm running out of papers. The rest of you will be kind of, you'll get the, the quickies, okay? All right. So we're going to need your cooperation here. And uh, we have some questions that have come in. And the first one is, I want your attention up here, okay? Keep your eye on me. I'm going to look for the first hand to shoot up. I'll answer that one, okay? (laughs) In your opinion, what is the most effective way of sharing the truth about the gospel of Christ to a family who are still Amish? 
especially if they desire to have nothing to do with you. No phone calls, no letters, no invitations to family celebrations. The only time I see them is if they have a need that my professional profession, professional position can help them or at funerals. Is this a funeral director? Anybody want to answer that? I'm just kidding. It sounded like a funeral director. They only need. They only talk to me at, at the professional position at funerals. Anybody want to answer that? Number four. It's number four on your paper there. Uh, we're going to go do number five next. In your opinion, what is the most effective way of showing the truth about the gospel of Christ to a family who are still Amish, especially if the desire have nothing to do with you? No phone calls, no letters, no invitations to family celebrations, etc. The only time I see them is if they have a need that my professional position can help them at funerals. How do you reach someone that doesn't want you around, doesn't want to talk with you, doesn't, has told you clearly, don't come back home, don't ever talk to any of the family, you are now considered uh, a worldly person and so forth. Obviously, the, and we, we think of this as maybe the last thing we do, but prayer, I'm telling you, prayer is like a missile. If you shoot that missile, it don't make any difference if it's 1 a.m. in the morning. It will always hit the target every time you shoot a, a prayer missile. Um, I know, I, you know, take the Apostle Paul, for instance. If he would be among us today and we would be the ones running and being put in prison by him, we would have not thought that a man of, uh, like him would have ever came to Christ. But he did. You know, there are people in our families, there are people in our communities that we can look back to and say, man, I never thought the day would come when my spouse or my son and daughter or my friend would come to Christ. But they did. And so my answer would be, first thing, pray. They cannot stop you from praying. They might burn your letters. They might keep you from coming home, but you can pray. So that's all I have. Okay, number five. I'm a pastor and have people from an Amish background attending our church. When I refer to them from the pulpit, or even in general, should I call them former Amish, English, ex-Amish, or is there a better label? I do not want to offend them. Are they Christians? They're attending the church. They're attending the church. Okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not former Amish. I am Amish, Okay. Any more than anybody else, <clears throat> like you, you take a take a, a an Indian for instance. He doesn't become less an Indian just because he's not wearing Indian clothes. That's that's my heritage, and that's where I come from. I'm not I'm not ashamed of it at all. And we we reach out to our Amish brothers and sisters. I have a brother uh, that is still Amish. He's in a New Order Church, but we attend church with them. We've gone down to my folks and had went to church with them. It, the more, as, as, as Amish people, uh, you just can't lump them all into one, into one thing, but there's one thing that they have in common, and that is they have feelings just like you and I. And if you can reach out and show love, even when it's not being shown to you, that will break down walls quicker than anything. And it's very hard to do, but it, it, it's something that has to be done. Jesus said that when you... When, you, when someone slaps you on one cheek, you turn the other too. And you know why you do that? Because that's, a, that's the way you don't let bitterness build up inside you. 
And that's very important because if you let bitterness build up inside you, it destroys only the vessel that it's held in, not what it's poured on, okay? And early on, that's what I made a decision to do was to show love and not to, not to be uh, unkind in any way if, if I could help it. And there were times when, when that one, the old flesh wanted to rise up within me, but I kept being reminded by the Holy Spirit, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad for God's Holy Spirit that's in our hearts give us direction but there is as far as i'm concerned there is no such thing as the former homage <laughs> now, i can relate to a lot what Stefan just said there too because i have discussion with people from where i'm from and uh, and i would i would say to start with i'm not amish i don't want no part of that anymore i don't want to be amish anymore so your former amish your ex-amish then some people uh, had a good friend of mine said you know samuel you're still amish in the heart that'll never leave us because of the way we were brought up and that's true but to relieve the tension of somebody that's concerned about what they want to call us, I tell them anything but late for dinner. Okay, number six. How do you reconcile riding in a vehicle, owning a cell phone, and shopping at stores with a lifestyle that claims to reject the things of the world? I'll read it again. Um, they do have cell phones where I'm from, and they're allowed to have them because of their work purpose, uh, work-related. Um, shopping at Walmart is a big thing for them. It's a Friday night out to do their grocery shopping once a week. Um, they don't think that's worldly because it's something that they need in their home. So it's a need. It's needy. As long as they don't own it and they can pay someone to, I mean, even we even have a church now where they can buy a vehicle as long as they hire someone to drive it. As long as they don't own it, they're not going to help. Okay, anybody else? No? Whenever there are man-made rules in a religious system, there's always going to be some people there that want to do the things that they're not allowed to do as well. Okay, number seven. Oh, go ahead. Uh, people would ask me why I can ride in a vehicle and use a phone but not own it. And I would say, well... This is going to be a typical answer. Uh, well, we were born that way. That's the way our forefathers did. And we can't help it that the world becomes more modern. We want to try to stay humble and try to hold back because we're trying to respect our forefathers. Okay, number seven. Why do so many Amish young people fall into terrible lifestyle choices when they leave the Amish? Do they assume all non-Amish live that way? Uh, very good question. Um, it's a great concern of mine that uh, seems like way too many of them end up in a trailer park drinking Budweiser on the weekend. Mm. But, uh, um, my answer to that is is because um, they don't have any foundation to come from. Um, you know, they only have the Word of God as their their base, and so um, I went through a period even you know after leaving. Um, fortunately, I was married to a woman that uh, held me back. But uh, it's like, well, if I discovered what I thought was wrong, well, then what is right and what is wrong? I have no idea. So uh, that, that would be the answer I would have. Um, I can actually attest to this. Um, and for me, it was because you grow up with all the rules and everything that you couldn't do. So as soon as you didn't have that, you just did anything you could at all think of. And nothing was too bad at that point in time. And the last question, do they assume all English live that way? I didn't assume that, but I thought that Nine year, like I figured that most of the um, or the 
uh, young. That's how most of the young non-Amish kids would do. Like I thought that's what um, all the kids would do at my age. But as far as the most part, it's because you don't have you're bound with all the rules. So when you don't have them, you do anything that you can think of that you never even thought of before. And also, one reason is that a lot of them, I think, that leave and go uh, make bad choices and stuff like that. I'm dealing with a guy right now from where I live. He left in '98. He left in 1998. He's three years older than me. I went to school with him. I remember when he left, and it was devastating to the community. I had an opportunity to go visit him a couple weeks ago, and I just I went there on business, and I got, but I went there on business hoping that I could witness to him. So before I left, I had the opportunity to ask him why. Or if he goes to church, and he says, no, and boy, he started in. Because I was brought up Amish, and I went to church, and I, but really, I, there's no church that's right out there. And then he started getting into, and uh, he said, I'm not atheist, but I'm pretty close to it. So it's because of how your upbringing is, a lot of it is the reason why they do what they do, because of the forced man-made rules that's been put on them. As, uh, I don't know if I shared my testimony about this, but that's the one thing that I don't like about man-made rules is they lump sin that God calls sin and their rules into one basket. And when you get converted, like the brothers said, you don't know what is right and wrong until you're taught from the Word of God. And so if you see people who are just leaving the Amish or just been converted, you know, be, a, be their friend and teach them. Teach them from the Bible. They're hungry. They'll believe from our area, someone gets converted, they'll believe anything anybody tells them, whether it's right or wrong. So, I, I think, too, I mean, take even an animal that was in a pen their entire life, and then one day somebody lets, leaves the door open, and they run out, and they've never experienced freedom ever. They don't know how to handle themselves. Nobody ever told them. Nobody ever told them that there were groundhog holes in the, you know, in the field, and all of a sudden they're walking around with a broken leg, and, and, and they, you know. But over the years, my wife and I have had almost 150 young single girls and boys live with us. Last year alone, we had seven. Let me tell you, we have experienced everything under the sun. We've actually hauled some out with police officers. We've had, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff happen. I've seen green hair, red hair. I've seen skirts up to here. I've seen blouses or whatever, whatever, not blouses, but tops down to here. Totally different from anything they were ever raised. And you know what? There was a day I used to come down. I mean, we had English neighbors calling some of our young girls whores. Because they walk up and down the road with cell phones. And, and literally, the cell phone was like part of their life. And um, anyways, I learned late, but I learned love them. I don't care what they look like. Seriously, I don't. I will love them. There are certain things we will not allow alcohol, drugs, and sex in our home. It will not happen. They will be out of there just like that. But I can handle green hair. That doesn't bother me anymore. Because it only goes so long, and then it starts to change, and they figure out who they are and where they fit in. And I had one church. I'm not kidding you. I had a church that dropped their support because they found out I allowed smoking on my property. You know what? That was the least of my worries. I don't care if they smoke. You know what? There's a whole lot of things we did before we got saved. 
But you know what? When you get saved, the Holy Spirit begins to work in you. And if he teaches you that it's, it's wrong to smoke, then let him be the one. But I, I'm not going to be the one to be that judge. You know, for that matter, most of us who judge smokers will go out and eat and become gluttons. You know, it's just the way it is. And so love people like Jesus loved people. Hold on, Ada. Well, just as they were talking up there, God was showing me, it's this egg. And this, these kids are in this egg. When that egg breaks, unless you take care of the egg and, and keep it molded together, you know, in a frying pan, it'll just run all over the place. And that's what the kids are, or not just kids, but, you know, people that are, just want to leave, they don't know where to go unless they are guided. And, you know, that's, that's just what I was kind of seeing and experiencing. So. Okay, next one is, a, oh, we got one more? I just wanted to give a word of caution. Don't impose rules on them. Like, say, if you would even have children of your own while the ex-Amish would be there, if you have rules for your own children and they're restricting to, the, a, like, a young person, maybe you need to just kind of hold off on that rule because the last thing they want is rules. They just came from a rule environment mm. and they're going to stay away from rules. They don't want to see rules. But at the same time, love them and show them Jesus' love and that will bring them around quicker than anything. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.